Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to I used yeah. to do I used to do a bush when I was like in high school to like make my friends laugh and to get laid yeah yeah I didn't I w- I wouldn't be getting laid for another eight years you sound just like our president <laughs> but I was pretty I was very obs- I was very into like eyebrow calisthenics mm. so like being able to like do this where it goes up in in the mm-hmm. middle mm-hmm. is like is like a very George sure. Bush yeah. kind of thing sure. Shapersardly, what did he order? That shellfish? Boy, what a character! Um, he got really sick. Sam, what did you do in high school? Did you just sit <laughs> there, try to gr- make people laugh, gr- grinning and making fun of other people's George Bush? No, no, I did Clinton. impressions. I, went older. I, nice. I, I didn't quite catch up. <laughs> you played the saxophone. Yeah, I go. Ja- remember, just practicing I'm, I'm eyebrow calisthenics on yeah. the podcast. I can, do it into I the can, microphone, Joe. I can, let me. <laughs> That's good audio. <laughs> uh, that's my bush. That's um, what I always said. That, that I invented what, what, that catchphrase to make my friends laugh. Holy shit. Was that your bush? Yeah. <laughs> that was yours from the TV. I'd say that's um, my bush. My bush was, uh, I moved to the United States during the reign of Bush Sr. Mm. Before I had learned to hate. You know, I was like, oh, he's our leader. He makes us <laughs> sing a song at baseball. <laughs> Not gonna do it. Not gonna, Not gonna do it. Gonna do it. No man taxes. Wouldn't be prudent. Yeah, he couldn't. Uh, couldn't eat broccoli. The fool. Is that a thing really of H H W? Yeah, he choked on broccoli at like a Chinese estate dinner. Oh, oh, is this the I, this the up. Japanese thing where he yeah he yeah maybe on the like ambassador or something? Yeah, yeah he used to I don't was it. Well, it was also he like choked on broccoli or something. No, I'm I'm conflating uh, choked on a pretzel with ate yeah. bad broccoli. He blamed the puking on bad broccoli that he ate because mm. uh, later there's a great soundbite of him going, "I'm not gonna eat any more broccoli," and it's uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it's a delight to hear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fight Island, the podcast about fictional fights in the very real island where they take place. My name is Jordan Dahl. I'm Sam Wiles. And joining us this week, friend of the pod, uh, friend with the bod, Joe Quazala's here. Oh he my brought, goodness! He brought that bod for fighting. Thank you so much for. Usually, people don't acknowledge my uh, mm-hmm. physical attributes on a podcast because sure. the listener can't appreciate it. But I, yeah. but I thank you so much for bringing that up. I've been working on my body, and it yep. is in peak form specifically for this podcast. So well, I'm excited you did, to be here. 
you did come in in one of those small speedos mm-hmm. with just oily, I would say. Yeah, and I did that. I and mean, this isn't something people usually do on like a Zoom call, but I yeah. made sure you could see my full body. Sure. <laughs> I like backed up so that you could see head yeah. to toe. <laughs> you started in full, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought that was very important. <laughs> Folks, here's the key. Put your laptop on one side of the room. Then Listen. get on the other side of the room covered <laughs> in oil. Take Enough a little jog. You can hear it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And slide into the pod. You really <laughs> got to attack it. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming back to the oh, pod, man. Absolutely. How are you? How are you doing? Just up top. Let's like, yeah. we haven't talked in a while. How are things? Let's I'm, knock the rust off. Listen, of I'm doing great. I tried something called Starburst Duos today, which <laughs> is a, a candy that it's, it has got two flavors happening at once. Hell yeah. Uh, one of them was blue raspberry lemonade, which was nice. really nice. Okay. I enjoyed it. I'm so that's okay that's my that. big personal update. <laughs> I, uh, I got a I, new candy. I feel like I uh, I've tried those stunt candies before, and very few of them have ever stuck. the The one that I think stuck for me was a uh, Sour Patch Kids watermelon. You ever had those? Where it's just slouses? it's just just watermelon flavor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's uh, I, I've done that. What did I? I did. I did Sour Patch Jelly Beans recently. Ooh, good, pretty good. good but it's, it felt seasonal. You know, it's like Easter comes and goes. You, sure. you try your weird little uh, jelly beans and your eggs, sure. and then you you move on with your life. Now, here's the thing. Uh, other friend of the pod, friend without a bod, the disembodied Danny Palumbo. Yes, he's a head says, in a jar. He's a head in a jar. <laughs> Still around, and the jar is filled with marinara. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says <laughs> that uh, Easter candy is far superior to Halloween candy. He thinks it's the yeah. the best candy of the you year. You know, he and I actually had this conversation on his uh, podcast. The Interesting. Recently. And, you know, I like his argument because Halloween candy is just candy. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. ki- and a lot of the time it's like kind of a bullshit reason for shit like pe- circus peanuts to rear their ugly head. Yeah, it's it's like, too wide. It's way too wide of a net. You know, the only thing that's like seasonal to Halloween or mm-hmm. to autumn in the candy realm is candy corn, which I like, but, you know, is a divisive candy. Yeah, but, it's but, a delicacy. It's kind of the my which, name is Earl of candies, really, <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways. But what Easter really has uh, a stronghold on a lot of very specific stuff. Whether sure. it's a chocolate bunny or like anything involving an egg, the Cadbury I, specifically is yeah. like uh, I think a real treat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, Jelly beans you'll, also. You'll see a lot more candies that are crafted specifically for Easter. You know, mm-hmm. that are coming around. And also, I had a full-on just like Godiva chocolate bunny recently, and there is no more delightful primal feeling than murdering one of those and just. It's the closest. It. It's the closest you're gonna get to like being. A, a, a wild dog yeah. just grabbing a, a hair that's in the, that's in uh, fa- Father Farmer's uh, field and just ripping it to shreds and making sure it doesn't get to the precious crops. You left the wrapper on your uh, front step. I <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. You got everyone in your apartment a little. That's bit. a warning. I, uh, uh, I um I definitely I had one. And my uh, my wonderful girlfriend had a second one, and she just like left it on the table. She was like, "I'll get around to it." And it was like ha- it was like having a fucking tiger in the house, you know. Like I I was aware of it everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. Just like, what? So when are you gonna 
when are you gonna eat that thing? Kinda, so it's kind of said you were gonna get to it, and here we are uh, a few days later. It kind of feels like there's been no progress done. You just had the ears. It's just hanging out bald. It's kind of it's kind of waking me up at night. Is all I'm, I think about it a lot. And, I, ta- uh, I talked to the bunny last night. I really think I should eat it. <laughs> the bunny visited me again in the night. You know those go bad. They they go bad and they're really expensive. And uh, they maybe, spoil. They cost yeah, a lot to make. Maybe get on that. You know, yeah. palm palm oil, etc. Yeah. <laughs> this is a blood rabbit. Uh, so eventually, she was she was like, oh. You can eat it, and I fully smashed its head in my hand. <laughs> it's already <sighs> fully down your throat, like whole before she's I done can? saying that. What? I can do what? Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. Well, maybe I'll have it. Last, last Easter okay. candy note. I think the egg also is my preferred Reese's anything, which Easter cornered a. The Reese's Easter egg. corner to market on a new product, like also, a new version of it. Also, the Twix egg is very good, but mm. the Cadbury cream egg is a disgusting torture device. You know what you if you don't like a Cadbury cream egg, you might enjoy a Cadbury caramel egg. Interesting. It's it's similar delivery. It's oh, the exact same delivery service, but instead, egg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, egg like <laughs> spherical egg as opposed sure. to like the Reese's egg is more of a flat egg. Right. True. Um, but the cat, it makes you me know, think egg should be standard candy shape. What are we doing with bar? Just go to egg. universal <laughs> well, egg. That's that's what makes Easter so special. <laughs> I had an egg. I had an Oreo egg. Uh, I had the Oreo egg. The Oreo egg is incredible. Incredible. <laughs> there's there's two <laughs> no. types of Oreo egg. There is like the the mini thing, and it's like solid. It's basically just like a uh you know like a Hershey's cookies and cream, but it's like yes. in a little. But then I also had it, and it's like a Cadbury egg where it has a chocolate shell, and then you yes. like into it inside it has cookie cookies and cream uh you know filling. Fuck Easter, come back Easter. I wasn't done. You. I wasn't <laughs> done. Kill God again. <laughs> Surely there's. Oh wait, Greek Jesus died somewhat late. Maybe we'll get yeah. the Greek version. The Orthodox. Of some of these uh, candies. Yeah. yeah, it's the Oreo Jesus, egg, but there's Jesus like Pazookas. a. A weird slash over the O. Um, okay. We're g- despite what we've been talking about, we're not fighting uh, Easter deities or candies. Uh, Sadly. This time, we're going to be fighting must-see TV. This is a fight of must-see TV. Uh, we're going to be doing full shows versus full shows, right? It's like kind mm-hmm. of a rumble situation. The years in question are, Sam? Uh, it is the... Must see TV block defined by Wikipedia, which oh, yeah. has a handy color chart. If you're like a huge uh, dork, oh yeah, go on that Wikipedia and ch- and check out what the lineups were for fall and spring and winter uh, of Must See TV from 1993 to 2006. That's the era we're going right there. 93 the su- to 06, the summer of love, baby. Now I have a question: Are we uh, including the 10 p.m. slot, which is tr- traditionally a drama? I thought we would talk about that on air. I think, <laughs> well, think, I mean, because we're ER about is it. it for almost the whole thing. So it's like, do I, we consider ER? I am inclined to say, yeah, it's part of the, it's part of must see. It TV. is. It's, yeah. I mean, back at when must see TV was so popular. Yeah. ER was like a pillar. It's, it's like huge. what you, yeah. what's, it, it was a tent pole. And even I if think, you, even if you weren't watching it, a lot of people were, you know, and even though people think of, uh, think of musty tv they immediately think the comedies on nbc on sure. thursdays mm-hmm. sure. i think you do have to consider that 10 p.m slot e- er was so was so consistently in it the entire time that 
you don't think of it then. Like if there had been a bunch of dramas that wheeled True. in and out, it's like ER just was it. True. And there was no other competition. Okay, so this is the way this is going to go down for any Joe heads uh, come, just coming to the show here. We do three rounds. We do a lightweight round, a middleweight round, a heavyweight round. Uh, it's video game rules, so anything goes. Uh, old people can fight gay people. Men can fight women. Dogs <laughs> can fight babies. Whatever needs to happen. The island craves justice. There must be a winner. Uh, we'll talk about who will be in the fights. We'll talk about strengths and weaknesses. We'll ultimately vote on each round and decide who who wins out of must see TV. So first up lightweight competitors, combatants mm-hmm. for, yes. for must see TV. What, what makes a, what makes a lightweight competitor and uh, which ones are we picking here? And there are two per round. Yes. Two, two per, per round. round. I, I mean, you know, there have been strange circumstances where screech came in through the skylight <laughs> or something. Understood. <laughs> and Just say no more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, he, um, he got, he got into some. I understood that shit. shorthand instantly. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the I think your lightweights coming in would be mm-hmm. two shows that were on and off mm-hmm. uh, the musty TV lineup. They were NBC shows that uh, occasionally, like almost like if there was a slot open, they would take it, but they didn't have to be on it. They existed uh, on other nights throughout their careers, and okay. I think that is just shoot me and Frazier. <sighs> yeah. Frazier is a little heavier weight to me. Heaters but I out like, of the game. I like I think, to shoot me. See, see that's true. That, I, I think Frazier is heavier too. I think it's medium, if not heavy. You would think, but then you got to consider who else is, is going to be taking up those slots. That's above. true. And I think mm, because, because Frazier had a lot of seasons, not on Thursday, that is what, what it makes Tuesday it lighter. Show. What yeah. about, holy shit, look at this. What about, Okay, I love Just Shoot Me because as much as I'm a, hey, look, Elliot for life. You know, Elliot and Maya, I think they got together. That's what my head canon says. Remember that big controversy where people were like, are you team Elliot or team Maya? It's so funny. Talking, <laughs> casually talking about Just Shoot Me makes you sound insane. Man, Finch, yeah. what a character, huh? It, it's, it sounds like you are, like, mocking us. What about... <laughs> Oh man! Anyone uh, and- ever trying to earnestly talk about <laughs> yeah. about just shoot me sounds like an asshole just by merit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, yeah, you, you sound, uh, yeah. you sound like you're, you're, you live in a different uh, universe than the rest. It was of us. Uh, also Brian Posehn, a breakout role for Brian Posehn. There was a decent amount of like that alternative comedy crossover because like mm-hmm. David Cross uh, had an appearance oh, yeah, or two. Yeah, yeah. Just shoot me. There's like Mr. Show like. Uh, crossover Sh- so shades it, it, of show yeah it's got it it's got its appeal to that you're more sure, sure, sure. comedy fans absolutely what about a, a lightweight suddenly susan Ooh, that feels that, like that, the prime lightweight show to me because it lasted longer than say daddy-o but it but it was also only on musty tv for one season what what oh, is daddy-o okay. da- daddy-o Michael- there's <laughs> joe go ahead I was going to say, I believe there's a baby involved, right? What? Like Michael Chiklis is the head of a Michael household. Michael Chiklis has a baby. Oh, here he we go. A, he has a baby. He's, da- he's the titular daddy-o. He's, he's yeah. the daddy-o. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. There's these deep cuts. Coupling? Do you guys remember Coupling? It was a British uh, adaptation. A remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Coupling was huge in the UK. Okay, what about, I would like to, Coupling was huge, and I've watched a lot of it, uh, the UK version, but I don't know about the American version. 
Uh, and the, like couplings uh, was it was such a bomb and such a disaster truly. that it really set the office up to be a failure too, and and people were really yeah. scared because we had had a few sure. adaptations of UK shows in America that were yeah, yeah, yeah. dog shit, and yeah. the office came at a time where it was like I don't know I don't know that we can do this or if this is going to be okay, truly. And then they fucking as we know started that religion uh, <laughs> that will that will engulf us all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can I make a suggestion? Just please. shoot me feels we just shoot me feels almost like a middleweight to me because it did have interesting. A good run, okay, like I think a lightweight. Also, the show I thought was suddenly Susan in my head, which is Veronica's Closet. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> yeah. It's there's the the filler slot in in Mussy TV because like there are some obvious pillars in Mussy TV, but yeah. like the filler slots often there was an era where it was like. Hey, remember this actress who used to be in movies? She's yeah. Got now. For sure. Like she Caroline, lives with us now. Caroline yeah. in the City was one. Veronica's Closet <laughs> oh, was Caroline. one. Caroline had a good run. Caroline too. in the City, I loved. Was Andy Dick in Caroline in the City? He was no, on just radio. the guy that looked like a handsome Andy Dick. Okay. <laughs> There's a handsome Andy Dick, and it was like, he was clearly gay, and then they made her him her love interest. In oh, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. was in the City, guys. what are you forgetting i believe she she wrote a cat she made a kathy type comic she made she made a kathy type comic strip called caroline in the city okay i i'm seconding caroline in the city as a lightweight combatant but fellas i'm I'm telling you we're gonna i mean like i guess does that mean there are like heavyweights that we have to ignore like see this is the thing i think i'm gonna take joe's advice here i think joe all all i'm saying is looking at looking at what we have I mean, like, do we want to ignore huge shows? No, no, you're you're right. You, you're looking every so often. You look at the Wikipedia page like it's the gigantic inbox of like a, an office you work at. And mm-hmm. it's like, OK, he's seeing something that we don't, which <laughs> we need to trust this. I do like I, I definitely like. Um, what if it's Caroline, the city versus just shoot me to. I love like kind that. of cosmopolitan shows that had well, long runs. My, my other thing is like Carolina and City did not have a long run, and Carolina and City was only was what about only on for a, on a musty TV for a season. So I I don't think that is spiritually oh, wow. as much. What about much? the shortest okay. lived show that everybody kind of knows? The single guy. The single guy is uh, a wild show that I revisited an episode recently. And I don't, I don't even know if I'll be able to articulate just how crazy it is. The first thing I'll say <laughs> is that it's like, you know, it wants to be, it's like a mixture of friends and Seinfeld. They mm-hmm. want, they're like trying to find that sweet spot of just like, well, it worked yeah. for them. Let's just have a bunch of uh, young ish people hang out sure. and uh, complain about stuff. <laughs> yeah. And also why not have one of their buddies be the a building's doorman Ernest Borgnine. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. And it he is, is just hanging out in a full like 1960s doorman yeah. outfit that's like bright yeah. red. And you'll yeah. there'll just be scenes where they're all just being like, "Oh, I'm trying to date this woman, but she wants to pay for the check." And like then, <laughs> or Ernest will just be like sitting next to them, smiling, and he won't be saying anything. <laughs> It would be, be like, like if they recast. It'd be like if they recast Kramer on Seinfeld with Boris Karloff. <laughs> it's it's really fascinating. And I want to go home. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. I'm earnest. What's that? You go to a discotheque. 
Okay, get it. So no, my hot pills. Uh, okay, uh, Sam, lock it in. What are our lightweight uh, combatants mm. here? What do you think? Joe, what, Joe, what, what do you? So what do you? Uh, so think I think it's. I think it's got to be just shoot me and Fraser. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm down. Let's, All right, let's, let's lock, lock it in. in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, lightweight, just uh, ju- lightweight, must-see TV ba- bout. Who would win in a fight between Just Shoot Me and Frasier? These are both shows that are near and dear to my heart. I'm going to try to put that aside uh, and pick a winner. My uh, my gut says, you know, Frasier is going to mop the floor with these punks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also Frazier, they've got a they've got an animal on their side. They have a literal yeah. animal with Eddie, which I Eddie. think is going to really uh, benefit them quite a bit. Not to mention in later seasons, Baby, which was a cockatiel owned by Niles that was known <laughs> to be aggressive, irascible, irascible, if you will, <laughs> the irascible I, baby. So if they're if they're almost kind of doing if they're almost kind of matching up like like who guards who in basketball, but it's fighting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like if you pit the two old guys. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm taking dad every time. <laughs> I'm taking Mahoney? Oh. Yeah, I'm taking really? Mahoney. Really? Yeah, Mahoney I'm, versus George Siegel. It's going to be because he's a former cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. He's and out he, of the game. He got he took a bullet in the hip. He's got a cane. He's he's, you know, impaired. He's fierier. He does. But he's he's definitely is fiery. But George Siegel is is I think feisty. I think George Siegel yeah. would play dirty. He'd be like, yeah. I'll get you with a letter opener, you punk. You pulls know? out a banjo. George Siegel liked to do that. <laughs> For, he's, he's part of that generation that was like, I should play banjo in addition to yeah, being yeah, an actor. Yeah, yeah. Let's put on Martin yeah. Mull's regular <laughs> music album. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's distracting. I, I feel like almost Mahoney might go in over distracting. Just like, yeah. honestly, have you ever tried to fight someone playing a banjo? It's a cloud of confusion. Trying to get do through I that punch music. The banjo? What? what do you do? <laughs> I feel. I is feel the like Siegel. Show the problem. Siegel is like almost an X factor in a way that Mahoney might go into confident, and then it, he might. Siegel might eke it out. I think. I think at the end of the day, Siegel is more likely to play dirty. Whereas, uh, you know, what what is the dad from Frazier's name? This is killing me. Marty. Uh, Marty Crane. Marty. Marty Crane. Marty Crane. Yes, of course. R.I.P. Uh, he was a cop and he knows how to fight and he knows how to duck and roll. And he's got that cane. And I think that he would, you know, I think Siegel strikes me as the type of guy who's going to project his punches, maybe, you know, telegram it too, too proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. They call this one, the, the old Lily hammer or whatever. (laughs) And 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 meanwhile, meanwhile, Marty's just fucking braining him with his cane. <laughs> exactly lining up lining up a real fucking a real memory wiper with this cane i think hmm, i think another matchup is us it's it's david spade v uh eddie niles i mean that's... <laughs> no you're right it, it's absolutely it's the thin haired blonde guys truly the the, the the battle of the waifs the waifish yeah, men the, the wispy and I, and I wispy haired 
Spade's mm-hmm. character is more of a scrapper than Niles. I give it to Spade. I give it to but, Finch. But here's the thing. Every so often, Niles uh, is like... Gets in a uh, row? No, he 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 has these weird uh, moments of pure uh, cat-like grace where he, he like... Uh. He does. He wins a fight in one of them. He's really good at darts, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, He's really good at yoga <laughs> in one of them. They find out that he's, like, incredibly limber, and he's a really good shot. He accidentally joins a militia in one of the episodes. <laughs> Frasier rules. But here's the thing about that, that Frasier, I think, its disadvantage is that Frasier, at its core, is a farce. So these, you know, the cast of Frasier is going to be, like, Slipping on stuff, they're going to be fumbling a lot. Like it's they, funnier when Frazier. The, yeah, all those characters. It's it's going to be fails. madcap, and that's You're not right. going to be good in like yeah. a in terms of especially precision and like trying to win a fight. You're it, right. In a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, just shoot me is about you know eking out the win kind of underdog style, whereas Frazier is about look at this, look at this horse's ass, look what he's done mm-hmm. now. You know? yeah, yeah, like oh, they 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 had everything going for them, and you, Fraser, you fool, my <laughs> Fraser, oh, you, 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 nice. you went in, you went into confident, you you ruined the roast, <laughs> Niles, you rented a peacock, you damn fool. <laughs> now can um, I can I I think the if we're talking about the just shoot me cast, I think they're the person who's kind of the quarterback of the team. The person mm-hmm. who is probably going to be the strongest fighter is Wendy Malick. As, oh, yeah. As Nina Van Horn. Okay. See, yeah. Nina's coming in. Yes. Nina's coming in, bringing that Twiggy from the seventies energy. She's seen some shit. She's got a, she's got a gun in her purse and sometimes confuses <laughs> it with the actual lighter and shoots the end of her cigarette. off. She is going to, first off, she is going to trick Frazier. She's Absolutely. going to tell Frazier, you know, something sexual and he's oh. going to get flustered. Meet me in the, meet me in the, meet me in the supply closet, big fella. And she can't get enough of crane. <laughs> and, and then she'll like lock him in the supply cro- closet. Frazier's out instantly. I also, I also think Nina just decimates like Daphne and Roz. It's like, they're not fighters. And they're especially <laughs> they're not. not mental fighters. Like See, she's going to hurt Daphne's feelings so See, bad. So thing. instantly. Here's the thing. I think Nina decimates uh Daphne and then Roz decimates Nina. Okay. I think I Roz Roz will hit you with a two by four. <laughs> Roz does seem like a bit of a tough guy, I guess. Yeah, Roz doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Roz gets um, it done. Roz gets it done. She gets it done. Mm. And then she's she's at the bar after this, you know. <laughs> trawling trawling for strange. <laughs> um <laughs> I and think if, okay. if we're also if we have like again setting like who's guarding who like that leaves uh Frazier like the battle of the of the Balden guys Frazier and truly and, yeah Enrico, that's really Col- uneven Cole and Tony and Frazier decimates Enrico oh yeah, yeah. that's true and it would be hilarious too like he's oh, like a Fra- bigger guy even oh. he's clearly more aggressive like Frazier's he's been tr- a little wine drunk yeah <laughs> Frazier's Frazier's been training for weeks in like Turkish oil wrestling or something he's got like a fucking he's got like a, a proprietary blend of like oh it's lavender oil it makes me a beast in the ring 
Ooh, and then he becomes Beast from X-Men. And then he becomes Beast from X-Men. Because exactly. he has that power. I've seen them in the movies. That is true. He... <laughs> then Enrico Colantoni calls on his other weird side, his weird sci-fi character, which is just like the guy who dies from Galaxy Quest. Galaxy yeah, Quest. That... Yeah, that's right. They both turn into their, their sci-fi alter egos and Enrico like, oh, is, is yeah. like a downgrade almost. And he, he's, yeah. he's so funny in Galaxy Quest though, but he is definitely a guy who has a brain injury. Uh, that... <laughs> I okay. I'm I'm gonna lock one in. I got a vote. I'm ready. I think. Oh boy. Here's the thing. The X factor for just shoot me is and always has been Maya. Maya is the main character. Maya is the. Uh, she's the. You want her to win more than you want Frasier to win. You want Frasier to learn something, and I think that for this fight to be as entertaining as possible. Uh, it takes place at like a classic crane dinner party. You know, he's trying to chat up the squad from what is it? Blush magazine. Uh, and, uh, he's again, sounding insane. Talking about Joe Shuby, just saying the yeah. normal things that happen on the show. Sure. Sure. And then the fight Island hits, you know, and they're whisked away to the Island and, uh, boy, geez, I just, I do. This is tough. I thought I had a vote, but I don't, I'm I'm locking it in for Frasier. I my gut says Frasier. I think Frasier can carry this show for seven seasons at least, and maybe an extension in 2021. Jordan, I'll vote in opposite. I'm gonna vote in opposition and let Joe be the tiebreaker. I okay. I think it's just shoot me for me because it's it's more of a, a musty TV show anyway, and that gives it a little more inherent strength. It is and kind then of, yeah. It's uh, it's a cast of like it had more like weirdos and freaks <laughs> like it had more like Brian Posehn's and like uh, there were like mm-hmm. I remember there being like a junior Brian Posehn character when Brian Posehn's character got was on too many episodes they're like an even weirder guy really <laughs> and uh like I just think the though it's like more it's more of like a commentary on Frazier's like fanciness it's like the just shoot me has like a lot of like scrappers like a lot of like mean yeah. people too mm-hmm. like they were they have like a harsher vibe than Fraser. it is and i just it think is, that wins in a fight it is definitely a lot more of this era and it is more of a sleeper hit people would underestimate just shoot me mm-hmm. and the squad you know they underestimated them every every tuesday for four years yeah you know I mean, stuck were. around a spade too i mean like true. kelsey grammar's got longevity so is spade spade really spades like this a cockroach <laughs> it's true um now, yeah, Just Shoot Me went on for seven seasons. Uh, you know, and But, you know, Frasier went on for 11. And, yeah. you know, when I, when I really think about it, you know, you said it, if Just Shoot Me, it comes down to Maya. And when I mm-hmm. think about that, I think my response is, who is Maya? <laughs> <laughs> That's not like, you almost forget, like if Maya is the main uh, yeah, character, fair, you look fair. at every cast photo of just shoot me and you're like oh her she's not in yeah. the middle like the the they should have called it maya in the middle <laughs> <laughs> this the secondary characters the supporting yeah. cast of just shoot me is its strength but at mm. its core it has a real big weak spot whereas yeah. the frazier has a great supporting cast and then also is extremely strong at its core which is why i think right. frazier takes it ding 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 frazier takes it you're right and yeah. uh Ultimately, Frazier is Frazier as a character is so strong that he makes us forget what a piece of shit Kelsey Grammer is. And, yeah, that's uh, that's very much a, a telling 
a telling piece of information there. Where, that- whereas Maya, you're right. She kind of, you know, she'll always have a piece, a place in my heart for uh, those eyebrows and her spunky attitude. <laughs> but uh, she, no, no Frasia is she. Who is Maya? <laughs> Who, Who is yeah. Maya? Fantastic argument. <laughs> I think that's really what it's got to come down to. Ding, ding, ding. Frasier takes it. All right. Middleweight combatants. Union Square. TV. No. Union <laughs> Square. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Good morning, Miami. <laughs> um, so I I have my my picks for middleweight. All right, let's hear them. I think it's gotta be ER and Will and Grace. Oof, duh. Now Will and Grace, boy. Oof, you might have nailed it. Will and Grace was I think the defining factor where people looked up and they were like, we're in the middle of must see TV and have been for some time now, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, Will and Grace is to me so connected to must see TV that when it, it was that night was already starting yeah. to shift into other types of programming. You get the office in the last season of Will and Grace. You get my name is Earl in the last mm-hmm. season of Will and Grace. But as soon as Will and Grace is gone, it's no longer musty. And Will and Grace was yeah. like, you know, it didn't have the staying, but this is a perfect middleweight because it didn't necessarily have the staying power of some of these other shows, but it, it fully embodied the spirit of must see TV. Yeah. It really shouldered the entire, like that vibe that they were going for. Like I, I've seen all of three episodes of Will and Grace and I know a lot of the story. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really important part of that whole of that arc. And it really feels yeah. like this is the last one. This is the one that works. And it's like a lot of those shows were like directed by <laughs> the same guy. It was Jim Burroughs, like his mm-hmm. like kind of style defined like NBC comedies from like Cheers to Friends to Veronica's Closet. What a great pull. <laughs> <laughs> A little uh, here's a little story about Veronica's closet very quickly that I heard like secondhand, which was uh-huh. at a rap party for one of the, the seasons of Veronica's closet. Um, Christy Alley got as gifts for everyone in the crew and cast uh, parakeets. Fuck yeah, she's so crazy. She and everyone was like at this party, being like, "What am I gonna do with this fucking bird in this do, cage?" There's like a thousand of them. Make it live? I can, I don't even know if this thing's gonna <laughs> survive incredible. the night. That's insane. Take and I, them. You know, that's again, I heard it secondhand. Maybe it's one of those like old Hollywood uh, myths, but I feel like it's true. But it doesn't feel like a long walk. Yeah. No, I, I like <laughs> very believable. She's bonkers. Yeah. Very believable. We can all eat them right here. <laughs> food. Uh, okay. I, I brought a sheet to go over your head. <clears throat> I brought parakeets uh, for us all to crush and feel powerful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kirsty. Great. Um, uh, terrifying. Will and Grace for ZR is a great matchup. Just to throw out some other possibilities real quick. Mad About You is one of the shows I think oh, about. Oh, life with, with keeps TV. bringing me back to you. Yeah, that's another one where it was like, it was on Must See TV for a few, like two seasons. They dicked it then, around, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it yeah. wasn't as much of a, a tent pole, but it, it's squarely in that zone. I think this is I think this is pretty good. I don't know a ton about ER. I know it's you know, I know the E stands for emergency and the R stands for room. And that's great start. Clooney. <laughs> Clooney, Clooney absolutely. There. Clooney was there. I've I watched a few episodes of ER recently. Um and it's really great. It's like really? very, very watchable. I mean, it people is, loved it. This it, was like 
this was like main course shit for fun. Yes. I mean, look at how many fucking years this was on. And it did not, uh, it did not, it would, didn't feel dated when I was watching it, you know, and yeah. I was watching episodes from like 94, 95. And they've done like, like reboots recently, right? They did like a, where are they now? Kind of episode. Oh, I, I have no idea. I mean, a lot of that stuff happened during the pandemic where look there were this. these this like shoddily crazy. put together Zoom yeah. like, hey, look, everybody, yeah. it's Friday yeah. Night Lights. And you're like, nah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, they're making yeah. Anthony Edwards uh, <laughs> recreate surgery at his house. ER <laughs> was running from 95 through 2009. 94. It debuted 94. in 94. Fuck yeah, so ER, and ER also was known for having, even in the beginning, a sprawling cast. And that's going to be one of its assets here is that it just has a million people mm-hmm. when you go from the cast yeah. to the recurring to there's just so many people because that show is moving around a lot in the hospital. You, you, you know, you're, you're at one, you're at surgery and then you go to sure. someone who's talking to, you know, a patient that they need to, you know, do this. And then you go to the drama that's happening at the desk and then you go, oh, the, someone's coming in. As we need to clear the hallway. Like it's just, it moves so fast and there's so many, so many cast members and so many people went through it too. And they have, they had quite a solid record in terms of guest actors too. So, you know, you can call upon them as Truly. well, which I think is going to be. I love it. Let's lock it in. I think middleweight question before us, who would win in a fight between ER and Will and Grace? So I think ER, because the thing is like, they're a horde, right? There's so many, cast members it's op- it's operating like the movie now 300. are we saying are we saying like core cast here i think yeah but I, you can't there's discount. so much core cast you can't so there is so much core cast. cast and you can't discount and you or you can't count out the supporting like that they could be called upon at, at any moment like it's, but i would say that these these cast members are by no means fighters they're uh, these are physicians they're healers they heal healers I mean, they could definitely keep one another up, you know, if somebody gets popped in the nose by, uh, uh, what's her name? By <laughs> Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally, yes. <laughs> by Jack or Karen. And yes, she is, like, she alone is going to be cutting through swaths of She's doctors. a Tasmanian devil. They are going to yeah. be able to get other doctors up, sure. Oh, that's an orbital fracture. Oh, that's a lipstick in your cerebellum, you know? Uh, but you can only do that so fast. Yeah, Jack and Karen are going to be, like, throwing down. The energy that those two are bringing is kind of like, did you ever, like, almost like Wonder Twins style. Like, Mm -hmm. if they're both in the same room, them together is so much weirder and more dangerous than them apart. And they are not only in this fight, like, at the front of the fight, I think. And they are, and they're also connected. Like, that's what (laughs) Will and Grace has as an asset is, like, the four of them are very, very tight. So like they're aware of what the other person is doing. Whereas ER, it's going to be, it's going to be sprawling and, you know, they're working on their own shit and they don't know what's going on over there with Eric McCormick. Just, you know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great great actors, but you were never like perfect chemistry. It's like Will and Grace. It's like true and interesting because it's also, yeah, it's difficult to, uh, cultivate that kind of chem- chemistry with that big of a cast you got a big cast they do they do do it you know of, you of know course, yeah but it's like it's not as 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 tightly knit but like let's go yeah. through some of the some of the like big names we're working with on er we've Please. got 
Clooney. Like that, Clooney al- that alone is, is doing a lot of work. The crater that George Clooney left in Hollywood is bigger than anyone on either show. Yes. Yeah. Clooney and the, the, the sheer power yeah. that Clooney has. Yes. But he bailed at some point. Where Will and Grace, he did bail. that whole cast is there even today. And yeah, also, when they brought it back. Shit. Also, yeah. I'm going to say. he's like never touching ER again. I'm going to say uh, Megan Mullally and Jack. Uh, young George Clooney is dying in the first 10 seconds of this fight. They're going to tear <laughs> him to pieces like a rotisserie chicken. Mm, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. Because he is, he is both of their types. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they see they see a new hunk. Oh my take god, that, rip his Caesar haircut boy! right off. Yeah, but but <laughs> you know how many hunks? How many hunks can they devour? Because you got Stamos coming in to oh ER. There's a second wave Wait. of hunks. There is a second Witches. wave of hunks, and these are these are some some of our, our country's greatest hunks. These are Noah Stamos Wiley? and Clooney. Wow, I can't honestly. We we fought hunks with Deb Di Giovanni last episode, and uh, I, I'm we're gonna have to have words with her over forgetting. To mention either Clooney or Stamos, yeah, uh, elemental hunks, and also, I would say those two guys in the same room also generating some kind of a terrifying hunk energy. Can you imagine mm-hmm. yeah. being in the same room? Can you imagine accidentally walking between John Stamos and George Clooney? All of your teeth would fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would you would emerge hairless. <laughs> Here's here's the thing I think happens, which is uh, Deborah Messing goes in. She's got she's got her insane weird star power, sure. uh, Hillary twenty sixteen energy, yeah. and she's 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 yeah. she's stat she's garot wiring people, but she can't tell the difference much like I can't between Maria Bello, Maura Tierney, mm. and uh, mm. what's her name, Linda Cardellini. Those are the mm. same person to me, and she also thinks that and can't. She keeps being like, "I killed you already." And yeah, didn't like, I already beat gets, you up? Yeah. Yeah. Then she get. Yeah. Then yeah. Linda Cardellini uh, takes her out. And all those takes are very around. good. Very good. Very reliable actors too. Fantastic actors. They're, I, they're always. They're always very Same good. Shape so in my head. is there? Is there a possibility for like these ER docs? I don't think they would do it though. I don't to be like you know tranquilizing. Uh, you know, using a little Xanax, slipping a uh, get hit yeah. him with a sedative. Do, do a little thing. clear and then yes, pow, pow across him, the room. Give him that shit. Yeah, they're much better with weapons. I feel like the main weapon in Will and Grace is like somebody throws a wine glass. Yeah, it's like feelings. And yeah, ER's got drugs and that's the yeah. That's the problem is Will. Neither Will nor Grace are fighters. They're all talk. I think I think all of them. The attack dogs can only do so much. (laughs) Yeah, they talk. They 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 talk a big game, and that is intimidating, no doubt. But I think when when the chips fall, is that the saying yeah yeah when the chips yeah, are down yep uh, do. when, when i'm eating chips watching this fight uh <laughs> i think they in action it's gonna be yeah a, a questionable i okay i'm ready to vote i'm ready to vote too go for it sam uh the he- i mean it's the heavy hitter it's er it was there for the whole ER. damn thing it's got the biggest spine and i do think it's like if it had less star power, I think Will and Grace wins on sheer like uh, telepathy and like cool moves and stuff. But it's like yeah. ER has like just going through the cast list. It's like oh god, these people were on for multiple seasons sure. and they're like amazing. Like it is, it does go really deep. You forget Stamos finished off the series, Truly. and he's another sitcom heavyweight. I mean, he has his own entire star turn that just isn't 
on Thursday night. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he, so. he can blow into a conch shell and the full house cast arrives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine. I, I just, here's the problem. I think you're right. <laughs> the problem is you're right. I think at the end of the day, Karen and Jack can take wave after wave of doctor down, yeah. but they can only take so many. And just by bulk alone, I think they're able to zerg the, the will and grace cast uh, out of a victory. I think ER would take it. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to sign. I have to co-sign with this. I think ER is too much of a behemoth. It's too uh, much of a behemoth. We all we, uh, let's say it on down. three. The winner is one, two, three. ER. ER, ER, ER takes it. Room. Ding, ding, ding. Emergency room. Uh, I've heard <laughs> it's about emergency, emergency room. room. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, uh, that Mitchell and Webb look? Mm-hmm. It's no. a it's a British sketch show and uh, really really funny. And uh, they do this this sketch about. Uh, uh, hospital shows written by people who don't know anything about medicine. And so it shows like the writers talking about it and then it shows the show and it's people <laughs> running around like, Oh no, I've used the electric improperly. And now he's poorly from too much electric. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. Uh, ding, it's ding, very ding. good. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Uh, ER takes it. All right. Heavyweight. Fight we Island, must-see TV. It had, it, had, it had to be these two. Competitors. Shout them out. Seinfeld and Friends. Seinfeld and Friends. Seinfeld. Gotta be. From the depths, of, from the depths of hell, I summon thee, Seinfeld and Friends. Uh, so the question before us, I mean, we don't even need to discuss it. This is, this is the matchup. Who would yeah. win in a fight between the cast of Seinfeld and the cast of Friends? Now, the, uh, the island is deadly silent for this one this is uh eons in the making i think every single person in the world is tuned in that is every the level single of must see right person even like newborn babies are taken from their mothers <laughs> and placed directly yeah. in front of a television yeah. watch this yeah. a baby is born mid-fight and it is named crazy mm-hmm. joe davola <laughs> <laughs> now uh right out of the gate the Seinfeld squad seems like a lock here. They're they're you would they're think yeah cool. They're calculated. They don't give a shit. They're about mean. anyone but them. They're new. They're New Yorkers in the real sense of the word. You know, not this friends bullshit. They don't work at museums. Yeah, George they're, lives with his parents. It sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah. They, they, don't, they will do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. here's the thing. The other thing the Seinfeld cast will do, mm-hmm. especially George, they will do whatever it takes to not have to work. Oh, boy, that, that's true. That could be in their favor or that could be an issue for them. Boy, I think you're talking 60-40 on if George Costanza even shows up to this thing. Yeah, right? I can't do it, Jerry. I can't fight. Like, <laughs> you George, can imagine George. Now, tear me apart, Jerry. Phoebe, she's terrifying. <laughs> he tries, George tries to get out of it. George tries yeah. to get out of it. I've got a thing in my shoulder, right? Just, yeah. You He's, know, uh, he tries to get a note. Yeah, he's doing something, and that something. But the thing is, knowing Seinfeld, he will try to get out of it, and then he will wind up there <laughs> anyway, and it'll be in a really bad way. Like it'll be he'll, worse than yeah. if he had just gone. <laughs> yes, very right? much so. He'll actually, he'll like, they'll find out that his shoulder injury is a fake, and they'll be like, "Get up here, George! You got to come fight with us." And then 
climbing up into the ring, he'll actually hurt his shoulder and have to fight, you know? Yeah. And then maybe hurt, hurt Jerry too. Like, yes. <laughs> he, he, I think him trying to get out of it probably fucks up the Boy. entire Seinfeld cast. See, that's, Potentially. that is, that is very true of the Seinfeld cast in general. They, the friends are always looking out for one another. The Seinfeld cast, they will, they would sell their own mother for I a good parking weirdly, space, you know? I think weirdly the Seinfeld cast, well, not as they don't inadvertently try to fuck up each other's stuff. Friends cast does have some infighting because they're more personal. I mean, like mm-hmm. you get, okay. you yes. know, you say uh, Kramer says something offhand to, to mm-hmm. the Gellers and then they're suddenly at each other's throats. I think that yeah. could happen. There's a lot That's of vulnerabilities in, in the Friends cast. You know, there's a lot there's of also, sensitivities. There's also like inner group fucking, like everyone's feelings are hurt. Where like yeah. Seinfeld's like, eh, Jerry and Elaine yeah. tried that one time and it didn't matter. Yeah. And now they don't. Jerry's get it. Like, the Jerry's the alpha. He keeps the others in line. He's allowed. <laughs> he's allowed to mate. They have like a clear leader. Seinfeld versus Kong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Seinfeld has a clear leader and a little True. bit of a hierarchy that True. they yeah. operate within. Whereas the Friends cast, you know, they who who is going to lead the charge here do they fight over that yeah that's a good point and the the two best fighters are really flighty phoebe or phoebe and joey are probably the best fighters of the group they're also the dumbest what if they get tricked what if elaine tricks them i don't think you want to underestimate monica i think monica has got that uh she's got that little sister energy you know, she's got something to prove, you know, she, pur- she purple nurple you into next she, week. she fought with with weight issues as a young woman. Yeah. So she's got something to prove. <laughs> mm-hmm, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, just if we're looking at the show as a show, Friends is the definitive must see TV show. It was never yeah. not on yeah. Thursday night throughout its yeah. entire run. And also, save for the first season, it was always 8 p.m. The first show on must see TV. Sure. Like sure. that is, and boy, what a fucking that's your a, that's your rock, that's your anchor. Friends is uh, you know, Friends is a phenomenon, as is Seinfeld. These these are two these are like the Beatles and the Stones of this era of TV. They mm-hmm. it went beyond beyond simply being a TV show into like this is people's entire identities, relationships revolved around <laughs> talking about friends at the water cooler and you know? still to this day they're like the two most syndicated tv shows true mm-hmm. like people like netflix what netflix bought or was it hbo max bought friends yeah at some absurd uh yeah. there was like a bidding war because they yeah. know if you have seinfeld or if you have friends uh-huh. on your streaming platform you are guaranteed to print yeah. money guaranteed and those shows year old shows yeah, yeah, those shows are from a long time ago. And so no one it, has it, cell phones in those shows. Yeah, all <laughs> eyes on that shit for sure. Guaranteed uh, I, was reading, I was reading a Vulture article that, about Musty TV and the guy, the producer or whatever, the, the network exec that was like deciding the timeline talks about how they, had, how they had this like labor debate over Madman of the People versus Friends, what to put in that slot. And they went with Madman of, of the People for the first what season is, of Friends. What is Madman of the People? It is a Dabney, Dabney Coleman, Coleman show where he is a co- newspaper columnist, which is what? like, it was weirdly like, I feel like there were a million sitcoms about a guy who wrote a column. Truly. Not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also uh, mag- magazines. At some point, somebody like fucking cracked uh, some what, weird math where it was like, yeah, that's yeah. whatever TV writer thinks is a good, is a cool job. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it's like what they do, but a little different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking how every Stephen King character is like, 
oh, he's a rock. He's a pretty rock and writer who sometimes plays the guitar (laughs) and he's got a van. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway. But they're heavyweights, Uh, both of them. It's really it's hard to it's it's hard to compare the um, the problem that I'm seeing. Yes. The problem that I'm seeing is I think. Joe hit the nail right on the head here. The Seinfeldians are going to get in one another's way. Uh, fucking Kramer. Uh, he heard from somebody that if you like soak your hands in vinegar, it makes them harder and you can fight better. And then he shows up with like, my hands are all shriveled, Jerry. And they're like sore and he can't it's wear the Frasier first problem. You know? Yes. Uh, Jerry is, you know, where he, he's, he's worried about germs. So he's afraid to punch anyone because of COVID or something. Yeah. Uh, and fucking Elaine is doing it. Elaine's in there. Elaine rushes in. Elaine thinks everyone's going to go. And she's like, let's go and runs in alone. And they beat the shit out of her <laughs> because nobody went with her. Yeah, it's but, you know, I feel like some of those same vulnerabilities exist within friends. Like, yeah, I think dude. they're going to they're going to come up with some harebrained schemes. Yeah. They're going to they're going to get in each other's way. I also I also think the friends cast are weak. Like they are as they're fragile. They are weak, Mm -hmm. fragile people. They have jobs and beautiful apartments. They've never had to live with their parents. Ross Ross is crying all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't know. Ross's heart to meet. (laughs) (laughs) Like he would shit his pants. Oh my God. You're someone who exists. They seem very (laughs) fearful. They seem like a very fearful folk. Yeah, I I do think that they are very much the house cats of this of this fight. You know, they are they are kept groomed people. Whereas Seinfeld, you know, they they're out in the woods, fucking looking for vans and digging holes and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. They know they know a guy called Crazy Joe Devola. They can uh, they can they can get you free cable. You know, they're they're in the grid Their of it. Universe I'm, is filled with more scary people. That is very yeah. very true. Yes, and yeah, and they've had to adapt to that. And I can see, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just think for that reason, it's going to make it all the more difficult for the friends squad to come out of this scathed. I see them having like a happy ending, you know, Joey's winking at people in the audience. They have a big dinner It all. It always ends happy for them. Every episode ends happy. Okay. I'm ready to vote. That's true. I'm ready to vote. I was, I was feeling uh, parabolic. Here, here's my, I'm saying Seinfeld and here's my reasoning. I have two things. One is that uh, Friends is often caught up in emotion and get more so as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld is less caught up in emotion and is just more tactical. And the thing I have said on the podcast a million times is like, I want the person not concerned with hurting anyone in the fight. I want the, yeah. I want the savage versus the, the emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. side. Second, secondly, Friends is kind of it gets worse as time goes on, even if it's gradual. And like Seinfeld Friends fans wouldn't say that. Through. Seinfeld gets better. Eight and nine of Seinfeld, eight and, seasons eight and nine of Seinfeld are amazing. And Absolutely. I think I think Seinfeld finishes strong. I, if I can piggyback on what, on what Sam was saying, please. Not only does Friends get better, but Friends turns into something even worse, and that's a little show called Joey. <laughs> which is which takes over the slot oh, the 8 no. p.m slot oh my god it takes up its thursday night legacy uh yeah it and it it ru- it almost ruins the must-see tv 
legacy. Joey did kind of crawl out of friends. And Uh, I I just think that for those reasons and also like, yeah, they're friends are house cats. Seinfeld, they're fucking junkyard dogs. Like junkyard dogs. Seinfeld to me, Seinfeld is, is going to take it. Like they just, they've seen shit. They're not affected by it. And also like, we haven't really gotten into Kramer. Like I know Kramer might like fuck it up, but also Mm -hmm. Kramer Kramer knows how to how to get an mm-hmm. unexpected win. Sure, and yeah. he's a loose cannon. Kramer's and the I scrappiest think, of all ten people. Yeah, yeah, of anyone we've talked about today. <laughs> like, I will, I will always want Kramer on my side. And truly, so I'm, I'm picking Seinfeld on this one. All right, Seinfeld. Sam, you say Seinfeld. I say Seinfeld. Guess what, boys? That's three for Seinfeld. Ding, ding, ding. These friends. What are you doing? Stepping in the ring. They're with friends. Seinfeld. They're not fighters. They're friends. You guys are friends. You're here. Deep. You're here to learn and love. Yeah, that's not the name. The name of their their show is not about fighting. It's about yeah. quite the opposite. Yeah, it's no not amount of Friends Island. Not a no <laughs> amount of dancing around that fountain is going to save you. You know, quit dancing around the fountain. I gotta get. I gotta get up to be at the morning comedy show. <laughs> Jordan's never I've, seen an episode. I gotta be up at 7.30 to be I've at the joke it. plant. At 9 a.m. Why do they do a show at 9 a.m.? They're doing a show at 9 a.m. And we all have to be there. Jerry! They've got a monkey, Jerry! Um, I, do, I would like to see uh, Marcel the monkey chasing Jerry Seinfeld across the yeah. screen. Like, ah! You know? <laughs> yeah, you get one scene of that. It'd be pretty funny. Runs in one side, out the other side. Hey, I got a monkey! Yeah. Um, Joe, thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, absolutely. This was great. Uh, I feel like I was, uh, born to have this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, sa- same. We feel the same, which is, uh, why we're also glad to have you back on the Island. Where, where can the people find you out there in the uh, internet? Yeah. You know, people can follow me on Twitter at Joe K Joe K and on Instagram at Joe Qua J O E K W A. I post, uh, my videos and stuff on there. Usually anything I've got going on, you can see there. I also have a podcast of my own about the rock and roll hall of fame, which the inductees are going to be announced very soon. So it's an exciting time for that show. It's oh, called shit. who cares about the rock hall. Nice. Absolutely. Go and check out all of Joe's stuff. Uh, Sam, how, how about you? Where, where oh, are you still? As always, just follow me on Twitter. In the internet. Sam Wiles and Hell yeah. at Sam Wiles on Instagram. Uh, me too. I'm Razor Lou all over the place. You know where to find us. We'll be on the internet because they can't, they won't let us leave. <laughs> uh, stay hydrated. Uh, get your shots until next time. I think that does it for this episode of Fight Island. Why don't you get, count us down there, Sam? One, two, three. All right, break it up. It's all over for Fight Island. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.